0: In this episode, we hear how a full time RVer earned $13,000 plus from her very first online course launch. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Rebel Boss Ladies podcast, where we feature everyday Rebel women just like you who are taking charge of their life and creating a path to financial freedom by building a business online. I'm your host, Eden Freed, and it's time to build your empire. Welcome back, Rebels. In this episode, we are going to hear from a return guest. One of my favorite people in the world, Liz Wilcox, is joining us on the show today. You may remember her from episode one of Rebel Boss Ladies. We called that episode Ridiculous. I'll link it into the show notes. And during that episode, we talked all about Liz's first ebook launch. The ebook's called Tales from the Black Tank. Uh, It's all about people's crappy stories about RVing, and Liz put it all together put a price on it and sold it. Liz is the founder of The Virtual Campground. She helps RVers make their travel easy through digital products, humorous tales, and her weekly live streaming show where she interviews guests that know way more about RVing than she does. And Liz was able to earn a few thousand dollars from that ebook all about crappy stories from our viewers, but today we're going to be talking with her about something far grander than that book, her very first online course launch. The course is called Fix It Yourself and when she launched it not too long ago, she made just over $13,000, which is unbelievable, truly remarkable. We are ecstatic for Liz and when that happened, I knew that we needed to have her back on the show. She's had such a transformation in her business and it really, really shows in this course launch and I just knew that I needed to share her story with you guys and have her back and kind of dissect that launch, what went well, what didn't, what she's going to change for the future, so that you can take that information and hopefully use it and apply it in your own business. The members inside of Rebel Boss University are really lucky to learn from Liz because she's the leader of our mastermind meetings. So every two weeks, Liz runs a one-hour meeting with RBU members working on strategy, mindset, accountability, the whole nine yards, which means they get to pick her brain, get support from her and work with her and other members super closely, which is just invaluable. Liz's personality, if you don't know her already, is just amazingly warm, positive, and infectious. So having her on the Rebel Boss Ladies podcast podcast is definitely going to motivate you to take whatever you learn here today and start applying it in your business. So, please welcome Liz Wilcox back to the show. All right. Welcome back, Liz. Happy to have you back on the podcast. Yeah, this is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> ridiculous take 2. <laughs> so, for those of you guys who don't remember, Liz was our very first podcast guest. Uh, I'm going to link to that episode, episode number one, zero zero one um, of the Rebel Boss Ladies podcast. And a lot has changed in the podcast since then, and a lot has changed in Liz's life since then. So Liz, you're on the podcast today to talk about your most recent product launch. So tell us a little bit about what that product was or is. Yeah, so I just launched a
1: product called Fix It Yourself. I'm in the RV niche, and um, so I run a website that creates digital products um, to help RVers make traveling easier. And I just uh, teamed up with my husband, who's an RV tech, uh, knows nothing about the blogging or digital product world, and I finally convinced him to help me create a course, and that's on RV maintenance, and it's called Fix It Yourself. And I think the title says it all.
0: Yeah, which is important in and of itself. I, I think I remember you posted on Facebook something about voting about the title of the course.
1: Right. I couldn't think of – I kept saying, oh, well, I'll just call the RV maintenance course because, of course, like, um, course 101 is, you know, name it something. People will know what it is. You know, um, don't go c- clever or cute. Just say what it is and mm-hmm. – um, I thought, hmm. Well, I wanted I want to teach people how to fix it themselves. And I was like, well, that's the, There you go. And I, yeah, I posted on Facebook. It was it was going to be fix it your damn self, and that's what I posted. I said, <laughs> should I name it fix it your damn self? And everyone, including my subscribers, they actually did say, you know, yes, you should name it that. That's perfect for you. But I have really big plans for this, and I know a lot of the bigger affiliates that I want to reach out to. Um, They're a little more professional, so I said, well, Fix It Yourself
0: is a good enough title. Yeah, that's a good compromise between the two. Right. So, obviously, this wasn't your first digital product. You've launched other things in the past between summits, other collaborations, um, and your ebook, Tales from the Black Tank. So, how is this different from that? This was my first course, and a course is just
1: it's a whole different beast. Uh, like Aiden just said, I've done summits and I've done um, coaching, but I've always done that with other partners. Whenever I have a big project, um, I find my biggest um, like strength in blogging is to always know my limits. And so I don't ever try to take on too much. You know, I have a four year old at home. I really like hanging out by the pool with her. Uh, so I try not to take on too big of tasks by myself without partners. And, um, after the digital summit that I did with my partners, um, we made quite a bit of money and I said, you know what? I would like to make all that money for myself next time. So I decided I'm not gonna, um, I'm not gonna do anything else. I'm, I'm gonna create this course. I'm gonna convince my husband we need to do this because if you're an RVer, you know, RVs break. It's just the name of the game. Um, if I could create a maintenance course, there's like one or two other online maintenance courses out there. If I could create one for my audience, um, I, th- I know it would do really well. And so um, this was just a lot bigger project than I normally do on my own. Um, if you listen to episode one, um, I created my ebook in Canva on a whim, sort of. It wasn't really that hard to do, except I had crappy internet. Um, this was a lot more involved. I actually, um, had a project manager to help me. I hired one out and, um, you know, we, we met every week, every Monday at noon, like, Hey, where are you in your, um, course creation? You know, this is what you need to do. Um, this is, these are the things you should ignore. It was someone that was really well-versed, um, with bigger bloggers and, um, you know, online course creators. So she had a ton of resources for me when I had a question. And, um, so there was also a lot more at stake because it was my audience. I wasn't sharing with anybody else. I had to get the word out for myself. There was no one else. I mean, other than my project manager, you know, she was doing technical things behind the scene and kind of keeping me on track. Um, I had to do all the marketing. I was doing it for my audience only. Um, yeah, it was just, it was this time around, it was just me. Well, and my husband. And that is something that's super interesting. Cause like I said, my husband has nothing to do with the blogging world and to get him on board. Literally my first task of each day was support Ed. <laughs> Cause you know, when it's, For me, it's, you know, I know everything, right? In my head, I'm thinking, okay, well, we need to get this done and project manager says this and, you know, but really, if I don't have his content, if I don't have him shooting and feeling confident that he can, you know, provide value, then I have nothing um, because I don't know much about RV maintenance and I built my platform on not knowing much about RVing in the first place. (laughs) So how am I supposed to sell this, um, you know, with that? Um, confidence and content from my husband. So
0: that was also different. So I know that in the past you um, and your husband have clashed a little bit in terms of like in terms of your business. So how did you get him on board to do the course? Like what happened there?
1: You can't see me, but I just like laughed and cringed (laughs) at the same time. Uh, Yeah. So when I first started my website, I think I mentioned this in the first episode, my husband was really just you know, confused. Like I think at first he was humoring me and then I got really into it and I was working a lot and he, you know, we went kind of back and forth on me um, quitting or, you know, scaling back, et cetera. And um, so we did full-time Freedom Week, that um, digital summit I was talking about with my partners. It made some money. It, you know, it really showed my husband that Um, you know, we could really make, I could really make some money online. And then I said, you know, I need a course for myself. I need something for myself. That's going to be evergreen that I can continuously sell. I know it's the maintenance course. And this was something I had brought up many times before. And I think it was just the perfect storm of, um, him seeing me make money with partners, me bringing it up again, and him being in a place um, where he was feeling a little more comfortable, we actually we were traveling, and I told him we could stop traveling so he could attend school, which I think put me in his grace. <laughs> and so he said, "Okay, Liz, you know I'll do it." But that's um, when sales started rolling in. Um, you know, not to jump too far ahead, we had some friends over, and he actually t- their are um, content creators as well, and they asked him, you know, how did you feel? And he said, you know, honestly, I didn't think we were going to sell a single one. I was just humoring her. (laughs) And spoiler alert, we sold more than one.
0: (laughs) Definitely more than one. (laughs) So actually, let's do this backwards or we don't make everyone wait until the end to hear the results. Let's let's do the results first and then we can kind of break it down to how you got there, if that's cool with you.
1: Yeah, that sounds great. Um, I jumped ahead anyway, so (laughs) I ended up selling 141, and so that it um, it was a $97 product, so that generated over $13,000 in revenue.
0: Okay, and tell us a little bit about your like where these people came from. Was it a combination of your audience, your affiliates' audience, where they come from? Um, This
1: was, I would say, 95% from just email. Um, from my email list and then I had one affiliate Um, the plan was of course to have five affiliates and to make it this big thing my goal was to sell 300 but um, you'll sense a pattern here as you listen to this that I tend to kind of push myself and make outrageous goals and do outrageous things and while I was editing and trying to get ready for this launch I was also traveling with my four-year-old um, in a tent <laughs> across the country <laughs> alone. So I said, you know what? I'm gonna scale back I you know my goal I'm just gonna make it a, a hundred sales and I'm only gonna have one affiliate and this was someone I had Been building a relationship with for months have been kind of priming it to ask him to be an affiliate and he said yes and um, As long as we agreed that we would explain this was a beta launch, et cetera, Which I was already doing um cause we, we both knew it wasn't a perfect product. You know, I put it out there in a couple months, but anyway, um, so he sold. So out of 141, I think he made 10 sales. So I made 131. Um, if you're great at math, you can do that now.
0: For yeah. <laughs> Not great at math, but we'll break down those numbers in the show notes. <laughs> So you mentioned that you had an initial goal of over 300 sales and you made 141, I think you said. Um, How did you grapple with those emotions during the launch? Because some people might be like you and they might make the big grand goal, but then there might be others who set goals way too low. Um, And then whichever way they go, they're disappointed. Um, Yeah, my initial goal was 300.
1: I had it written down. I literally would count up to the number 300 just sitting by the pool with my daughter (laughs) like every day. And um, so I hit the road. So we launched March 18th, and I hit the road with my daughter March 1st. And my project manager kept pestering me, hey, have you reached out to this affiliate? Have you, You know, things are rolling. You've got your sales page together. You know, it's time to show them. And I just remember being at, I was at a conference that I sponsored and I was going to try to sell pre, you know, pre-sell the course there. And I remember literally sitting in the tent at night, um, trying to get internet desperately because I'm in a <laughs> campground in the middle of the woods. Um, so I could email the affiliates and I just thought to myself, you know, this is dumb. Like nobody has that number 300 in their head except myself. Um, you know, nobody says you have to make $30,000 on your very first course launch. You know, that's a huge goal. And of course, you know, I went back and forth with myself. Yeah, it's a huge goal, but this isn't my first rodeo. I've done everything that I need to do, I've built these relationships. These affiliates are going to say yes. And then I thought, if I have 300 customers in a matter of six days, that's the launch period that I went with, you know, what if they hate it? Or what if the technology doesn't work? What if I don't get all these videos uploaded? uploaded, you know, and let's say even just, you know, a quarter of that 300 are really ticked off. What am I going to do then? I'm still going to be traveling um, back to Florida from northern Alabama. Um, That's going to take me a couple days. I don't want to deal with all these irritated customers. I don't want to put myself in that position. And um, I'm all about loving myself. So I said, you know what? hundred is a more realistic goal with just one affiliate because my, well, my original goal was I sell 125, five affiliates sell, um, 175 total. Mm -hmm. And, um, that's why I was trying to reach really, really big affiliates, if that makes sense, Mm -hmm. because that's a huge number. Um, but you know, I said, I just don't have the energy. I want to, I want to be at this conference. I want to enjoy myself. I have this talk coming up um in a couple of weeks i'm going to another conference where i'm volunteering with a 4 year old you know i'm just i'm just going to scale it back i'm just going to readjust my goal and so when i hit the when i hit the 100 that felt freaking awesome cuz i still had i think 36 hours left in my sale and then when i hit the 125 which was my original goal for myself I felt great. I didn't hit that three hundred, but I also didn't reach out to those affiliates because I love myself and I knew I just couldn't support them the way that I wanted to, right. um, Or support that the that number of customers at the time.
0: Um, so I feel I feel amazing about what I did. Yeah, this it's definitely something to celebrate. Thirteen thousand dollars in your first course launch is amazing. Yeah. So what just factors? Sorry. No, go ahead. You I was thinking? just going to say, I
1: think it's just important to, you know, if you, of course, I think you should always set a goal that sounds insane. Even my very best blogging buddy, I've been working for, with her for two years when I told her the number 300, because she's had a course for over a year. She said, well, Liz, you know, basically she told me that was unrealistic and I should <laughs> reevaluate. And I said, you know, you're wrong. I'm right. <laughs> and. um, when I did hit the 140, she, you know, she was amazed. I was amazed and I did have that in the back of my head where, you know, even she was like, well, Liz, that's kind of crazy. But I think it's important to set huge goals for yourself and truly, truly like believe in yourself and have that faith and take that action. Um, But I think it's also important to check in with yourself every day, every week, see where you're at, and readjust if you need to. And that's not a failure. I think that's a success, to be Mm -hmm. able to
0: listen to yourself and truly go with your gut. Yeah, absolutely. You were able to weigh the pros and cons of working with those extra affiliates and realize that it wouldn't have been a burden worth you know spending your energy on at that moment in your life.
1: <laughs> no, I wasn't like starving. I didn't have, you know, like a gambling debt of $20,000 yeah. where I absolutely had to make the money. So I, you know, I said, yeah. "Okay, well, even if I sold 125, I'd still make, you know, $12,000 or whatever the number is." Mm-hmm. And that's still an amazing, that's more money than I've made all year. So let's Yeah. Let's there you go. It. Amazing. So let's go for it.
0: So tell us a little bit about what you think contributed to your success story. Like what parts of the planning and the launch process worked really well? Buzz, 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 building so
1: much buzz, getting people as excited. I'm like turning red because (laughs) just getting so many people, getting everyone as excited as me. Um, you know, if you read any kind of blogging stuff, they tell you, you know, the great thing about a blog is you can share your journey. You're just sharing your journey with people. Well, I think when people actually try to go to sell things, they forget about that. They forget to share the journey. And so I think my biggest strength, um, with marketing is just sharing every time I build a product or, you know, whatever I'm doing and you get people to kind of rally behind that and get them so excited that, I literally, I picture people like with their finger on the mouse, like just waiting for the cart to open. And I picture that in my head. And, I, and then like you said earlier, let's work backwards. That's what I think. Like let's work backwards. How can I get people, you know, on pins and needles, you know, with their finger, their index finger on the mouse button, ready to click the second I email them. And so in December, so the launch date was March 18th. And so in December, I just wrote um, to my email list, which is something that I always do. I highly recommend if you're not emailing your people, you you should just stop whatever you're doing and shoot an email to somebody. But anyway, so I emailed them and I said, hey, um, this was when I told Ed we should do the maintenance course. And I said, I'm going to email my people. So if they say they want to do it, you have to do it. He said, okay. (laughs) (laughs) That's a little more of that story. Um. So I emailed them and I said, "Hey, Ed and I were thinking about creating this resource um for RV maintenance. Would you be interested? Just click here so I know." Um and I actually had 141 people click. I just Are you I, No, isn't that crazy? That's so crazy. Um it was such a coincidence when I found that out. I actually found that out um, during our mastermind for Rebel Boss University. I oh, looked at it and I like I was like, oh, wow, that's crazy. So I had 141 people click, um, which is in a super high percentage um, for my email list. But I said, hey, you know what? I can build up enough buzz where if 141 people actually bought it, that would make me, you know, $13,000 or whatever. So I was like, I'm going to go for it. So every week after that, I, um, you know, just mentioned it again. Hey, I saw a bunch of people clicked. Awesome. We're going to go for it. We're going to create something. I'm not sure what it will look like, but I'll keep you posted. And every week I would just mention. And also in January, I started a live streaming show and, um, of course, I had the benefit of it being new, so I had a ton of people watching. And um, every week, I would mention it. And um, so I think the first month, I had virtual spotlights, and that was literally coming from my subscribers. I would, you know, I I knew some subscribers. You know, when you email them back and forth, you get to know some people. And I knew some people that had really terrible horror stories. You know, where their RV broke down on the side of the road, or you know they were fighting with the warranty guy, whatever it was, and so I asked those people to do a virtual spotlight where they recorded a five minute video sharing their RV story, and um, telling a funny like horror story of theirs and how you know their RVing went haywire. Which if you've listened to the first episode, that was what my book was about. You know basically crappy RV stories. So it fit really well. But what I was doing that was I was planting a seed that RVing sucks like that that pain point, you know, I was scratching that itch, like, oh yeah, RVing, like it can be really hard. There are things that go wrong. Things break all the time. We break them or they break whatever, um, water damage, you know, it was all these different things. So then the second month, so they had four or five weeks of hearing those stories. And then February came and instead of doing the virtual spotlight, I had Ed coming in, um, at the end, you know, for five, 10 minutes answering questions that my email subscribers had submitted about rv maintenance so you know i'm emailing sunday night hey guys um you know we're creating this course i would love to know what you want inside of it and of course you know people email you oh i i want to know about x y z abc whatever and so i would take those um questions and of course we built the course out with that but I would literally have Ed in front of my computer answering those questions, and I posted them live on my show. Um, and I also posted them as separate videos. Um, so I was building buzz that way. And then around mid February, I also created a trailer in iMovie. It was something I just randomly thought about doing. I saw that they had trailers on iMovie, and I was like, oh, I'll create one because Ed had started filming. So I had a couple of different things and I created this trailer. It was super corny. Um, (laughs)
0: really funny and cute.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it was super corny, but it was so simple to make, and people were in awe because, of course, you know, I'm showing clips, so it's like 10 seconds of Ed, but there's music playing, so you can't even hear him if he's stuttering or anything, and people were like, wow, oh my gosh, this looks amazing, and anything can look amazing if you have, you know, a camera that's Cost more than $100 Um, (laughs) and some graphics from your Mac computer. So everyone was like, wow, and people were sharing it. I think it had like 20 or 30 shares, which is crazy for an RV maintenance course um, from little me. And um, so that built up a lot of hype, which made me have the idea to make one-minute clips as I was editing Ed's videos. Um, So the course is called Fix It Yourself. So every day um, in March, uh, you know, I had 18 days. So I made 18 videos and it was like, fix your generator, fix your this, fix your that. And so it got people thinking, fix it yourself every day because the name of the video was so much like the course, you know, that it was just when the course finally released, I think it was just so ingrained in people like seeing those videos, hearing that word fix as silly as that sounds. Like it's very, it's you really perfect. have to, yeah. You And you really have to get into the psychology of sales, I think. And that's one of them, you know, just really, mm-hmm. yeah. Getting that brand like so honed in and getting people used to it. Um, yeah. And then in March, of course, um, you know, I just did, those fix-it-yourself videos. People love those. It was one minute long. Um, The only thing I would change is I would make them three minutes long because Facebook pushes videos out um, once they hit three minutes. Mm. So I didn't get as many views. But honestly, like I said, I was traveling. So it was easy for me to make a one-minute video. It was much harder to make a three-minute video.
0: So I don't think that there's ever such a thing as a perfect launch. And you started to mention some things that you would change. But Um, thinking bigger picture, what is the strategy shift, if any, that you're going to change for your next launch? I'm guessing you're launching this again because it was such a success.
1: (laughs) Well, you know, I was thinking about packing up shop. (laughs) Uh, No, I'm super excited. I wanted to launch it again, May 1st. um, But my husband is not the go-getter I am. And he's been feeling you know, everyone, you hear about that launch depression and things like that. You know, it's just you're on such a high, you're building buzz for yourself, right? And then it happens and then, you, ha- you know, you're lost and you don't know what to do with your life and things like that. So we were both kind of going through that and um, I traveled a bit more in April than I thought I was going to. So um, we are actually reshooting and doing some things um, this weekend and next weekend to be able to revamp it. Um, and relaunch, but I think for the next go round, because so my strategy for the launch we're talking about right now, um, was very much based on my email list. I literally just, you know, on top of all the building buzz, you know, I didn't have ads. I didn't have a webinar. Um, you know, I only had one affiliate and his strategy, he's been blogging since Oh five. So his strategy was just to write a blog post. Um, I didn't have any of that, so it was just my email list. So now I need to, you know, on top of redoing some of the course, I've got great feedback now. Um, I need to grow my email email list more. Of course, you know, all these people, they got a million emails from me about this. Um, of course, I think people will buy that didn't the first time, of course. Um, but I think I need a lot more my email list is only you know between four and five thousand right now so of course you know i need a steady flow coming in i need content um that is related to rv maintenance right now i literally only have one rv maintenance um, blog post um so i need my husband that's the only that's the only hold up <laughs> again with these partners i must have some kind of blog about doing <laughs> something myself um i'm just waiting on him um We have a four-year-old. It's hard to coordinate. Um, So waiting on him to create a little more content for the actual blog to get new warm leads that are interested in that content. And that's my strategy to make it evergreen, Um, create a couple more videos for my show on maintenance, create some blog posts on maintenance, um, and let my Pinterest manager go crazy with that. (laughs) <laughs> and, um, but honestly, and this is my real strategy, um, for my next launch to make it big. Cause my goal this year is actually to make a hundred thousand dollars from this course this year. Um, so I'm 13% of the way there. I feel pretty good about that. All right, good. Um, yeah. And I just did the math today. I, I sold so I sold 141, um, that go round, So I only have to sell 441 more to make that goal, which is only like 150 a month. So Mm -hmm. I don't, in three months. And are you thinking about changing
0: the price at all or keeping the? Oh yes.
1: The price is going to go up to 197. I'm sorry about
0: that. So yeah, I don't have
1: to sell. Yeah. Yeah. So that makes it easier. Yeah. Of course. Um, you know, when you think about how much money you want to make, then you think about how many sales you want to make and the higher the price, the less sales you have to make. Mm -hmm. Um, And I will say um, that I did have a few professionals even tell me that the price was too low and nobody was going to buy it for $100. That made me really nervous because I was promising this would save people thousands of dollars. Mm -hmm. And they said, you know, Liz, $100, that's that's just not right. And I said, well, I know the content, the content does, you know, some of, some parts, I'll be honest, some parts kind of suck. And, you know, like I said, I don't have the capacity to deal with angry people or a ton of refunds. And I know my people, my list really trusts me. So if I say $100 and I want feedback, I think they'll give me $100 and some feedback. And I was right. And I think that's all about, you know, of course, you don't want to undervalue yourself, I'm a big proponent in that, but you also have to. If you know your audience, you know your audience. And our viewers don't even pay for electricity half the time, so I figure a hundred dollars was safe.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, did anyone give you pushback on the other end of the spectrum saying it was too expensive?
1: No, nobody. Um, I actually, I was at a conference when I launched it. Um, for RVers, it was an RV business conference, actually very niche. And um, this one girl, she said, I got your email today. Congrats. And I said, Oh, thanks. She was like, I thought you were going to charge 300. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, well, eventually I will. But for this go round, I think $100 is safe for RVers. And she said, Yeah, I agree. Um, but yeah, so next launch, my strategy actually, um, is pretty simple. I want to do Well, I want to do two things and see which one works better. So I'll probably, I'm already thinking of like two separate launches here. Um, I want to do the traditional webinar launch, run ads for a webinar because I need new leads. Um, The fact, I mean, the fact is I don't get enough new leads. I get probably about 70 a week. um, But, you know, for the amount of money I want to make, that's not enough. And I don't have, they're not specific maintenance leads, right? Um, they're for other things, other blog posts, things like that. Um, that have nothing to do with maintenance, but anyway, so I want to run ads to a webinar. Um, I love webinars. I love live video. I love talking to people. So I think that's a strength and I think I'll do, uh, really well with that. I've done them before I've written webinars for other people that have made, you know, $25,000 in 10 minutes. So I feel pretty confident about that strategy, but I also want to run copy basically <laughs> copycat facebook ads for another rv maintenance course that does really good with facebook ads of course you know you say rv maintenance and facebook shows me every rv maintenance ad there ever could be right
0: mm-hmm. um
1: so i right before the launch i was seeing this other um much older course that's been on the market for a long time and um so i'd like to basically just copycat his ads and, uh, sell mine for a slightly lower price. Yeah. I know Seth Godin would cringe at me saying that.
0: (laughs) Um, it it works, you know, take what somebody else has
1: done. Right. And, um, you know, pick up all the loose ends that say their course is too expensive. Um, and I think once we reshoot our course will be better. This other course, um, you know, very well respected company. Um, but it's Older men, and it's set in a classroom. Um, you know, it's it's literally a recording of an in person training. So, I think with the improvements that I want to make, um, I just think ours will be more fun. Mm
0: -hmm. And And that's your whole brand, too. It's just exactly.
1: And, um, RV, RVers are fun people. Why is all the content boring? Um, (laughs) so yeah, uh, Fix It Yourself is coming for that other course. I don't think they listen to the Rebel Boss Ladies podcast. Um, No, we won't be uh, (laughs) Um, crossing paths with them. (laughs) Oh, but I don't. I mean, controversy is good. But, yeah, that's basically (laughs) my two strategies, and I'm going to see which one works better. And then, um, you know, whichever one launches better, I'm going to go with um, for my evergreen strategy.
0: So how do you think you've improved in terms of like your mindset strategy since way back when to your little book about poop?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the first book, if you didn't listen to the episode, it's basically, I'm just telling crappy stories about being. you know, some actually involve poop, some just involve, you know, shitty situations. <laughs> um, oh my gosh, I'm such... I'm the same and I'm so different. I'm like a much more confident version of myself. Um, I obviously have a bigger email list, so (laughs) that might have to do with (laughs) my good. Um, I'm much better at marketing. I found out after I launched that first uh, book that I really, really loved marketing. And I love that um, to me, you know, Marketing, it's not about trying to sell someone something. It's about showing them that you have the right thing for them. It's about really getting into the mind of your customer. And I think that's what I've done with my blog. I always knew I wanted to start a blog as a business. I didn't start it as a hobby and realize people made money. I saw someone making money online and I said, I can do that. And so between that product, which was almost two years ago, to this product, I've just spent so much time emailing people, getting to know people on Facebook groups, you know, wherever RVers live online and in person. Those, those things I was traveling to um, in March before my launch, they were both RV conferences, and so I was literally getting to know my customer face to face. And I think that actually helped me tweak some things um, last minute and make more sales. But. Um, Yeah. I just, I feel like I know my customer more and it makes me excited about marketing. It made me excited to make this course, not just because I was going to make money because I knew I was going to help so many people help themselves and essentially make money by not spending it on RV maintenance costs a hundred to $200 an hour. And they charge, you know, $150 just to come to your RV. And for me to say like, Hey, I've got this thing for a hundred bucks and it's probably going to send you a ton of or save you a ton of money. That made me feel so good to give back to all my subscribers that always, you know, they're always encouraging me, sending me, um, you know, I love your emails or I love your show. I love this. I love your blog, whatever. It made me good or it made me feel good to be able to give back and say, Hey, you know, thank you for supporting me for all these years. Um, or weeks or what, you know, however they found me, you know, here's something I want to give it to you. And I think when you um, blog and get to know people from that perspective, it makes it easy to sell. And that's something that I've learned. And it, it really excites me.
0: I think one of my favorite things about you is that you're very transparent that this is your sixth product that you've been involved in and Mm -hmm. the products before were successful, but kind of like in a different way, you had partners, so they were, you know, much bigger, or, you know, your book was successful, but much smaller. So I think it's important, like, that's a great message for people to see is that your first product might not be the most successful thing in the world, like it might not make you that full time income, right, you learn so much from it, so that the next time you do it, you've just
1: got to keep plugging away. So I was at this, it's called the RV Entrepreneur Summit and I was launching this and there's a picture of me. You should use it for the thing. There's a picture of me making my hundredth sale and I'm with my project manager. I know what picture you're talking about. And yeah. And, um, oh gosh, now I lost my train of thought thinking about that moment because it was so freaking cool. <laughs> um, oh, um, so they said, you know, I was saying, you know, Oh, I just made a hundred sales. And of course I was bragging about it to anyone who would listen, strangers. A lot of people were my friends. Cause this is the, the, my third time attending this conference, but a lot of people were new cause it keeps growing. And somebody said, wow, you know, six products in two and a half years, like you just keep churning them out or how do you keep pivoting or something like that? And I'm like, I'm not pivoting. I'm just, I'm just keeping, I'm just keeping the momentum going. Right. So mm-hmm. I, I did this summit with my friends in November. I sent that email, "Hey, I'm thinking about doing this resource like 2 weeks after the end of it." You know, I wanted that momentum to keep going. Like I just said that end of launch depression is real. You've got to you've got to keep going. You've got to, you know, assess the situation, so to speak, while you're still in it and while it's, you know, winding down. I mean, I think I I just told you, you know, I already have two strategies for launching next time. Um, You know, you just can't say, oh, well, that was it. I only made $1,000 and that sucked and I only made five sales or whatever. You know, what can you do better next time and actually do it? Um, You know, it's that, you know, you don't have faith right away. Faith comes from action. I think that's another Seth Godin thing. And so if you just keep acting, you start to believe in yourself so much more. And I think um, lately I've just been telling anyone that will listen, like, I just believe in myself. That's why I'm doing it. I just, you know, I just believe in myself. And I think it's because I wasn't afraid to launch that first product that turned into the second, third. And I think the longest I've gone from launching one product to the next is like four five months and that was with partners and that's, but through that, throughout that five months we gave it away for free and then we tweaked it and finally we sold it. Um, so really we were working on it that whole t- that whole five months. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think you've just got to keep going. You know, if you try one thing, it doesn't work, you know, at least you have some sort of data on what does work.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, that is so true. And I think people just get caught up in that feeling of failure. You know, I, like you said, I only made so many sales. I wanted to make so much more. And then that stalls them from moving forward, but just like take yourself out of that and realize you learned so much and move on to the future. So we got a lot of amazing information from you. What are some parting words of advice? Not, not that you weren't super inspirational, like 20 seconds ago with that but if someone if you had to give someone one piece of advice who's launching their first product or maybe they're launching their sixth what would you tell them
1: don't be afraid to do what no one else is doing you know if you have this creative idea and or you know you have this wild idea that you want you know this huge affiliate to be part of your launch or whatever you know don't be afraid to go out and put in the work that it takes to do that there's one affiliate that I want that I Did't end up reaching out to like I explained earlier, but I literally drove three hours with my four year old to a meetup for the for their blog just so I could get a feeling and a sense of how they felt about me and if they even knew who I was
0: mm-hmm.
1: because I knew that you know they had this meeting this meetup, which is very popular in the r v world, everybody wants to go to the campground or the bar together, whatever, so I drove with my four year old three hours in traffic um, to their meetup. Cause I, we had met previously, but I didn't know if they remembered me or what. And I knew I needed to establish that relationship again. And I drove, turned out they knew exactly who I was. They were, you know, introducing me to people. And so I, That gave me the end to continuously talk to them. And even just yesterday, the lady added me as a personal friend on Facebook. Her husband added me a couple months ago. And so I know when I go to ask them to help me promote this, it's going to be a much easier yes than if I would have just oh gosh, I wish one day that they would promote my course. Like right. I did something that most people wouldn't do, right? Nobody, oh, well, I'm not going to drive three hours. That's going to be weird. And what if they don't know who I am? And I don't have the gas money and I have a kid at home and she hates being in the car seat, whatever. I just did it. Mm-hmm. And I think if you if you want to launch and you have this idea for it, just do what it takes
0: Tell us a little bit about where we can find your course in case people have an RV and want to check it out.
1: <laughs> so funny. I do all these interviews, but I never promote myself because you know, it's like, well, if you have an RV, check me out. <laughs> uh, but anyway, my website is called the virtual campground, uh, virtualcampground.com, um, at the virtual campground on all social media. And the course is called fix it yourself. Um, it's not actually for sale right now. Like I said, I'm revamping it and um you know, want to raise the price. But if you email me and say that you uh listen to the podcast with Eden, um of course I can send you a special link to join.
0: Awesome. Cool. And even if you guys don't have an RV, Liz, like she said earlier, is really great at connecting um with people before launch and building buzz. So if you just want to spy on her and see what she's doing, I'm sure she wouldn't mind that.
1: <laughs> yeah. Or you know, you can just add me at my my name is Liz Wilcox. I have a public profile. Um, feel free to stalk and or add me on Facebook. I love meeting new people. And yeah, in in the RV world, I don't get to talk about this stuff as much. You know, I get to talk more about uh, draining your poop tank and stuff like that. (laughs) uh, (laughs) Um, But I am a little, you know, um, I do like talking about this stuff. So yeah, add me. Cool.
0: All right, Liz. Thanks for joining us on the podcast again. We really appreciate it. listen to episode 23 of the rebel boss ladies podcast with our incredible guest liz wilcox be sure to head to edenfree.com forward slash 023 to grab a pdf copy of liz's complete $13,000 launch breakdown this is the perfect thing for you if you're a visual person and really need to see all of the information laid out in front of you print it take notes scan it skim it study it replicate it Do what you need to do to make your own launch success story. It's your time to shine. Hey, and don't forget to head to iTunes and leave us a review. If you've sent us DMs, you've sent us messages saying you love the podcast, that's all amazing and we appreciate the love and support. We appreciate it even more when you go the extra step to leave us that review on iTunes. It really does mean the world. Rebels, it's that time again. Keep kicking ass, keep putting in the work, and most importantly, keep showing up.